Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere the podcast. Uh, the show where I give comedians assignments of things that are supposed to make you happier and then we talk about it and we find out how it went. Uh, today's guest is Catherine Niker, just one of my most favorite people in the whole world. Uh, no big deal, just so excited to have her on the podcast. Uh, she uh, picked the category of anxiety and overwhelm. Uh, so I gave her an assignment under that umbrella that she did not understand at all, um, <laughs> which was fine. Uh, we actually still had a really great conversation about it. Um, and uh, I, who knows? Maybe we'll have another episode where we'll check back in with her and see if once having gotten the proper explanation, <laughs> maybe she applied it. Who knows? Um, maybe I didn't explain it well. <laughs> I'm human. Okay, guys, I'm human. Um, if you want to support Catherine in general, uh, you can follow her on Twitter at it's me underscore Catherine. Um, she is also launching a podcast called Buckets and Tea uh, that focuses on basketball talk, of which I know nothing about, but Catherine does. So go listen to her talk about it. So <laughs> check out her uh, forthcoming podcast, Buckets and Tea. Uh, follow her on Twitter. She's very funny. If you want to support this podcast in general, uh, you can like it, subscribe it, leave us a review. We really like those. Um, you can tell your friends. Uh, you can, uh, I don't know, what else can you do? Um, uh, in, whenever somebody coughs or sneezes, instead of saying, bless you, uh, just be like, well, listen to Love is Whatever with the podcast. Um, just really fast. Uh, like that. <laughs> I don't know. Sick stuff is uh, topical this week. I, who knows? When this comes out, maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the future. I only know the present, okay? That's what mindfulness is all about. There is no time but right now. This is the only time that exists. Um, I'm really going off the rails here. All right. <laughs> Please enjoy this conversation with Catherine Niker. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. My, I have a closet that has um, really nice built-in shelves, mm. and then there's like at the last shelf, it's kind of like a table. Uh, so I'm just surrounded by my clothes and my jewelry, and I have one uh, mic, like condenser mic, and my laptop mm -hmm. and garage band, and that's the situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I have a, uh, I have a this, whatever podcast. this is called, the uh, little protecty screen thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that too. Very nice. Yeah, we're uh, we've got a fancy setup here, thanks to Matt. Yeah, Matt. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> oh this is all on the recording too yes it Little is bloopers <laughs> um so we start with an honest how are you great i know we kind of did a little bit of that off mic but how are you for real um i'm uh i'm okay overall i am feeling a bit stressed mm -hmm. yeah it's a stressful time yeah yeah we're recording this at a weird time yeah this won't come out for a couple weeks so who knows yeah, this what, is peak the coronavirus like. yeah. time. Just this like is, the week everything hit the tipping point. Everything and is canceled and the grocery stores are Yeah, this is the bare. week somebody pulled out a gun at Loblaws. Yeah, over toilet oh paper. God. Jesus Christ. Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah, the one at Queen in Portland. It's like not even like a bad neighborhood or something. Like it's right downtown, like rich people kind of neighborhood. Oh, my God. Anyway, sorry. Hi. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was not there. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, stressful times. Yeah, stressful times. So how, are, how are you, Tracy? I am okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, also a little stressed. Yeah. Um, also, weirdly grateful for an excuse to stay home and relax. Yes. <laughs> yes, I hear that completely. Which sounds so bad. Like, <laughs> I understand no, everything is I, terrible. and I think that's great. I think that it's like you got to look at the bright side, mm-hmm. right? Like, even um, this, uh, I- I'm a huge basketball fan. And, like, this, like, uh, regular, like, Raptors reporter mm-hmm. was just like, I am going to use this time to get the things done that I constantly put off because I don't have the time. Now, out of yeah. nowhere, you know, you have a month off. And it's like, yeah, like... If, you know, if your situation is okay otherwise, then, yeah, it's a great time to get things done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, like, I've been trying to practice gratitude in unlikely places. Mm. Um, So I'm trying to apply that to this situation. Right. Of, like, I'm taking a class and my class is postponed and things like that. And I'm like, it's okay. Like, it's just a reason to stay home and, like, take care of yourself. Yeah. And get some relaxing time in yeah Uh, because i'm not great at allowing time for relaxing (laughs) so (laughs) yeah neither am i um and also too i feel like um not to deep dive into emotions immediately um what podcast are you on right now (laughs) i i have a i mean i i it's very stereotypical to be like i have anxiety but i have a lot of like um internalized anxiety if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so it's not like uh i'm socially anxious or anything like that it's more like my mind is like constantly running when i'm like alone yeah or if i'm trying to sleep it's very that and it's very uh like i have to like listen to things so i can sleep so it's like my mind's just thinking about like generic sports stuff that's not gonna like rattle me you know and uh oh my god where was i going with this Okay, that's external anxiety. <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> this is the worst thing to ever do on a podcast. What were you just saying that made me think of this? What was I just saying? Yeah, so I, I oh, this is what I was going to say. So I find that even when I set aside time to rest, I don't always feel rested. Yes. That's what I was going to say because of that internalized anxiety. So it's like, one thing to like set aside the time and and then it's another thing for like my mind to actually be at ease i completely understand that there was a month like uh, a couple months back where i was like okay this month like you're not going to focus on achieving anything this month Mm. it was like i've got all these goals and stuff and like to-do list things that are coming up in the next couple of months so it was like this month just take this month to just work and do nothing like yeah just work at your day job and don't work on like accomplishing any big goals or like putting pressure on yourself to achieve things this month just be and uh by the end of the month i was like (laughs) so in my head like oh you suck you didn't do anything you didn't accomplish a single thing and i'm like i told myself not to accomplish anything <laughs> why am i mad and at then myself you were and then you weren't happy that you achieved that yeah goal. my goal yeah, of yeah. not achieving anything i achieved and i was mad at myself for not achieving enough well what do you think that was do you think um just a month was too long 
Um, no, I think because I'm like that all the time. Like, so even if it was a week, even if it was you a would day. have still gone through that process. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm just... like that. Like I um, like last year I spent I mean, I freelance. So I went through like a bit of a of a working dry spell. Mm-hmm. And I was like, every week I'm going to do like the following things. And like I set up these list of goals like, OK, this is what I'm going to do today. This is what I'm going to do this week. This is what I'm going to do this month. This is what I'm going to do this year. Mm-hmm. Like really try to map it out so I wouldn't be overwhelmed with my thoughts. But I never achieved everything that was on the list of course not yeah and and then it was like learning to let that go like you're not going to get every single thing mm-hmm. done all the time because life just happens you yeah. know and uh that's hard there's always more to do than you have time or ability to actually achieve yeah and uh, like what i i at the beginning of the year i'll kind of like come up with like what are my goals for this year um, what do I want to accomplish? And this year I broke it down like month by month for the yeah. first like few months of the year. And, uh, I tried to be very realistic with myself mm. of like this time you're not going to make yourself a, a list of things that can't possibly all be accomplished. Right. And that you're going to beat yourself up for not having done everything. Mm. Like have a reasonable expectation of yourself set like one small goal for each month. Um, and some of them are like very small. Like uh, I'm taking this sketch writing class right now. So uh, the month before the sketch writing class started, it was like, your goal for this month is just to watch sketch shows. Yeah. That's it. Like yeah. you don't have to do or accomplish anything else. Yeah. Just watch, just watching TV was the goal for that month. So I broke it down into like these really small month by month goals. Um, and even then I'm like, so hard on myself for not doing more <laughs> well I, I was just gonna say i think like having reasonable expectations is really about not being hard on yourself yes and like that i feel like that's the root of it and that in and of itself is like a massive goal yeah right just like learning to like forgive yourself and let things go mm-hmm. i find like uh through therapy and stuff I, i'm getting better at it but it's almost like because of like whatever my life was before today mm-hmm. it's like okay i can do that but it's not my default it's like i have to stop reset remind myself so it's like it, it's like i can do it but it's never easy no the way i feel like it is for other people it is not easy yeah. for other people just so you know yeah like they probably (laughs) just don't even do it at all like at least i'm going through the thought process of trying to not be hard on myself it's just the the trying to switch those default settings yeah and like uh i have some areas like because you have a bunch of different settings for different things yeah and different conditioning for different behaviors and there are a few that i've been able to successfully like switch the default setting on Mm. where like things that used to be really difficult or almost impossible for me i do automatically now Mm. um which i'm happy to see that that's like possible there are still some areas that are very lacking in (laughs) in their automated nature um and one of them is being really hard on myself yeah um for sure especially in terms of like productivity right how much i was able to get done yeah and how much i'm able to move forward do you this happens to me i don't know uh if you find this but i feel like when i have 
too much to do i just shut down and i can't do any of it yeah 100 percent. yeah like uh it took me a long time to realize that a lot of my uh when i have a wave of depression it's mm. actually anxiety right right of like the reason why i'm shutting down and like retreating from the world and not doing anything is because i'm just overwhelmed by right. anxiety yeah um that took a long time to like piece that right together but yeah i like I would agree that also took me a long time. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it's a really hard thing. Um, I am uh, maybe not any, not as much now, but for a long time, I would consider myself somebody who was like very easily overwhelmed. Mm. Uh, like the list could be very short and I would still be very overwhelmed by it. I've gotten better at that lately. But uh, what I had to start doing was just like really telling myself like just one thing at a time. Don't look at a whole list. Mm. Just look at one thing at a time. Like, if all you can do is this one thing, that's fine. I feel like I get really uh, overwhelmed pretty easily. But then the other thing I'm trying to um, piece together is, like, what am I even basing that measure on? What's mm -hmm. easily overwhelmed? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> even that in and of itself is a judgment mm -hmm. of myself. And then it's like, okay, like, just accept that yeah. you're overwhelmed. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter how easy or difficult mm. it is to be overwhelmed. What matters is you're overwhelmed. Yeah. And then that in and of itself is like a thing. I think uh, that goes naturally into the assignment that you were given for this week. Well, it doesn't. So let's it? talk about that. Yeah, I yeah. was confused by the assignment. That's okay. We'll talk <laughs> it out. So um, the assignment that I gave you was, uh, it was a mindfulness exercise, actually. Mm -hmm. So when you were experiencing something that was unpleasant, whether it was like, a physical sensation that's unpleasant or an emotional feeling that's unpleasant mm. um, that you were just supposed to tell yourself, this is the experience of blank. Oh, so like, uh, I'm sorry. I'm so it's dumb. Okay. I thought, okay, I'm judging myself. But <laughs> I thought you wanted me to answer the question. This is the experience of blank. Oh. And I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> But I've also never done a mindfulness exercise so, and I've been in therapy for a while. So it was intended to be like um, a way of looking at the your experience without judgment and with curiosity instead. So right. I think the examples I gave you were like if you were feeling cold, for example, like to go to a physical example. Right. You would just tell yourself, oh, this is the experience oh. of being cold. And I thought you meant that as a characteristic not as a physical uh. experience uh and then i immediately replied with uh judging myself is kind of my thing yep <laughs> <laughs> so i'll see but yeah the whole goal is like to kind of just pretend like you're an alien who is experiencing all of these human experiences for the first time mm. and so has no judgment system for it and is only just curious about it like oh cold this is what it's like to be cold what's that like you know i just kind of like get into it i uh sorry i'm just laughing now because i'm re i'm revisiting um the text exchange between uh you and i mm -hmm. regarding the assignment and you were like pretend you're an alien and in my mind i'm like ah cool 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 whatever that means <laughs> like, wow i really did not understand the assignment so funny that's okay <laughs> okay so that being said we're gonna do this assignment mm -hmm. on the spot sure okay great yeah 
So, so sorry, you have to reframe and just ask me this again. Yes. So, uh, like, what are you feeling right now? Right now, I I feel great because I'm in your company. Oh, in Catherine. this nice office studio, this mm-hmm. lovely chair. I'm a little jealous that you can actually cross your legs in a chair because I'm a <laughs> very tall, large woman. Like I hate whenever I see grown women crossing their legs in chairs because like I can't do it. Like when I say crossing legs, I mean like fully crossing legs like you did when you were a kid, like mm-hmm. on the floor, like not just like one leg over the other. Yeah. Like I can't do that. Like I physically can't like sit cross-legged like that in a chair. Okay, well then. So it's like, you can oh, tell what? It's like a whole other world. This is the experience of uh, watching someone cross their legs. Yeah. Oh, can I? Ha- <laughs> can I actually share a quick story? Of course. So you can. I um I've been house sitting this last week, house sitting and dog sitting, mm-hmm. uh for um these people that I work for. They live in a nice house. We have a good uh rapport with each other. What kind of dog? Uh, uh, the dog is a tiny puppy. Mm. It's a it's a a Shih Tzu. Mm. It's like a real tiny rich puppy. person's dog. It's yeah, a real a, like this was dog. not an adopted dog. Like this was <laughs> like you're talking like Mormon breeders yeah. out in the country. <laughs> like she doesn't shed. She has yeah. a groomer. Like <laughs> so. Um, I had uh, a friend over and actually we were recording a podcast at my place mm-hmm. or at the place I'm house sitting and we took a break. We ordered sushi and then she went to move from one chair to the other in a way I have never seen before. Like she like I would get up from a chair, physically stand up, mm-hmm. slide and then take a step and then sit in the next chair. But she tried to maneuver by putting her foot on the chair next to her and then slide over. And I was like, that is such a short person's move. That is. And then as she did that, she put enough body weight on her foot that it broke the chair. Oh my God. Her foot went through the chair. And I was like, what the hell was that? And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, I don't even know how I could explain to them how this chair broke because I can't even explain what you just did. What you just did is something my body can't even do. So I have to be like, I have to walk you through the whole thing and give like an attempt, like a physical demonstration. Meanwhile, I'm just like, I wish I were this small and I could just do this with my legs. I realized I don't know how I haven't clocked this before in the, like, I don't know, seven years that I've been living in this city and taking transit. But when I'm sitting on the streetcar, my if I sit all the way back in my chair, my feet don't touch the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed myself, like, kind of swinging my legs. Um, oh the other day, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I looked at it, and I was like, my feet don't touch the ground. Oh, my God. You're so cute. <laughs> and as a complete aside... Uh, Tracy can famously pick me up. Yes, this she is true. She can lift me off the ground. This is true, and I have Like, you thumbs. are all muscle. You are nothing. There, You have no body fat. You are just muscle. Like, you are skin, muscle, blood, bones, in whatever order. Like, and, and love for Catherine. And love for me. I'm 200 pounds and 5 foot 10. 
Like that is a pretty astonishing that you can lift me. I uh, it's the power of love. <laughs> you stop this madness. <laughs> You're the only one I lift. <laughs> I don't lift anyone else. Good. Only you. Really? Yes. Oh, I feel so special. <laughs> Okay, but I, I have done that many times, sometimes on stage. Yes, you have lifted me on stage before. Once or twice on stage. Yeah, sometimes you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing with this crowd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just going to lift the host. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Hopefully one day in my future, I'll get like a like a Netflix taping or you know what I mean? Like I'll actually get like a proper mm-hmm. like tv style special and i will just have you lift me off the stage at the end of the performance that's my dream that's my new goal you got it in life i'll be there yeah please yeah yeah and i i mean i would offer to do the same for you but i actually cannot lift you (laughs) have you tried i can't remember i think i tried once (laughs) <laughs> maybe if i like, like like carry you like like threshold carried you like had yeah, okay. like an arm under the knees kind of thing maybe mm-hmm. in your arms around me <laughs> it's like romantic now it does sound romantic yeah yeah maybe but just to like lift you straight up i don't think i can <laughs> goals goals we'll work on it sorry we've meandered that's all my fault <laughs> um edit this out Matt. What were we okay. about? <laughs> anxiety you were so you were oh, uh, you were asked you were in the process of asking me the assignment question yeah so basically it's like uh you just reframe without judgment whatever it is that you are feeling or experiencing so mm. even if like uh uh it's an emotional experience mm. like <clears throat> say you're feeling anxiety for example uh, you just be like, oh, this is the experience of anxiety. Yeah. And then the like next steps in that are just to be like, hmm, what does this feel like? And just like kind of be like, oh, where does it, where do I feel this in my body? Like, what's the sensation that I'm feeling right now? And just approach it with a, a sense of curiosity about it instead of being like, oh, no, anxiety. Oh, no. You know? <laughs> well, the interesting thing about that is uh, this is actually the major crux of my whole therapy experience right now. Oh, yeah? In that- what's your therapist's first name? We like to ask. Oh, Kusum. Oh, Kusum. I, rec- I recommend her. Kusum Dole. Shout out. <laughs> She's expensive. (laughs) (laughs) She costs me a lot of money. Um, So what happens is, is, uh, you know, we get to like a a point in therapy. And anytime she really tries to ask me, uh, how does that make me feel and where I feel it Mm -hmm. and try to give it some sort of a uh context like color textures feels that kind of thing i can't do it yeah i actually can't do it like i like i get upset i get really upset and i get um like very um kind of standoffish and uh it really bothers me and i don't know why like this is like i i feel like this is like maybe one of the last like major breakthroughs like I need in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, I can't, I can't do it. Interesting. Yeah. And it, and it really like, I mean, and she tries and she tries mm-hmm. to like, I don't know, manipulate it in a way. So she'll like try to find another way of kind of getting there. 
I feel like I can only speak about it like logically or intellectually. And uh, like I remember once I was actually just trying to describe positive feelings yeah. and, and I couldn't do it. And I think she got me at one point to say something positive felt like a ray of sunshine in my body. Mm-hmm. And I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was so embarrassed and I was so upset that she got me that far and it's like why am i why am i embarrassed like nobody's here yeah nobody's here it's my therapy i'm paying for this it's like it's my therapy she like literally that's the thing she wants me to do and it's this like very deep uh subconscious thing that i can't get through but like i you know i keep trying and i think like maybe my fear too is that once I do or like once I figure that out and I have that breakthrough, then it's like I'll be so emotional mm, and yeah, then like it'll open the floodgates. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, that's it. Like I won't be able to go on with like my day. Like I'd have to cancel my plans mm. or whatever else I have going on. Like that's it. I won't be able to do it. I find I am also a person who like thinks my feelings instead of feeling my feelings. Right. I've been trying to get better at that. Yeah. I think I talked about this maybe last episode, but I downloaded a mood tracking app. Oh. So once a day around like 3 p.m., it just gives me a notification that's like, hey, how are you feeling right now? Oh, so it checks in with you. It just checks in with me once a day to be like, how are you feeling? And then I, because I I won't ask myself (laughs) at any point in the day. It never occurred to me to ask myself. Never occurred to me to ask myself. Um, Wow. So now I just like, it gives me like, you know, 10 emojis and different feelings. And then I pick one and then it, it makes some kind of comment about that. Like if it's a positive feeling, it's like, cool, good for you. Like take a minute to appreciate this. Or like if it's an unpleasant emotion, it's like, that's okay. It's okay to feel like that. What, what does that do for you? Um, it give, p- forces me to take like two seconds every, in every day to ask myself, how are you right now? Right. <laughs> Which otherwise I won't do. Um, and, uh, it, because it checks in with me every day, it also will show you what your answers have been for mm. the previous days. So I can see like visually like, oh, looks like I had a pretty hard week. Mm. Like every time it checked in with me, I was feeling stressed, anxious. Um, and, or like, oh, looks like things are going pretty well. Like I gave all positive responses this week, that kind of thing. Oh, interesting. Um, whereas uh, I will just kind of like, because I'm so outwardly focused and goal seeking, I'm just constantly outside of myself and never really like looking in my heart, you know? In my heart? <laughs> in my heart to be like, <laughs> hey, how you feeling? Like, how, what is your emotional experience like today? Yeah. Instead wow. of just being like, how many things did you check off of that list today? <laughs> wow. But... It's a valuable thing. I would recommend. Wow. Yeah. Mood tracking app. That actually sounds like that would be hard for me to do. It is hard. And uh, like, uh, yeah, I have been. Like, I think I'd be tempted to not even be honest with the app. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I've uh, tried a couple of exercises like that of like different ways of kind of checking in with myself emotionally. Mm. And and things are like, if uh, sometimes I'll. Because I'm the same as what you were saying about, like, so logical and, like, just intellectualizing 
all of this emotional yeah. experience that uh, if that's the way that my brain wants to play it, that's fine. Um, I've just got to work within that system. Yeah. You know? So, like, if I want to be like that, that's fine. If I feel am feeling something that I identify as some sort of emotional experience, uh, it's okay to attack it with logic, but, like, spend a minute feeling it. You know? Like, right. Just sit in that and be like, oh, I am feeling some sort of unspecified emotion at this moment. Just sit that's down for so a minute. That's so interesting because sometimes, like... Uh, when my therapist will ask me, like, my, the dreaded question, how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, <laughs> and, uh, sometimes they'll be like, I don't know. I don't know. Because I won't because I never let me feel that. Yeah. Right. Like, I never I'm like, well, I don't stay in that state. Mm-hmm. Why would I stay in that state? I immediately do what I can to get out of that state, whether it's like, you know, eating something or mm-hmm. Some sort of escape. Yeah, yeah. Like watching something on TV or just like, you know, I'll do something like pretty much immediately. So mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like that too. Like, uh, yeah, my instinct is like, oh, a feeling. Bury it. Bury it. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> trying to bury it. Is that why you're less? so strong? Because it's uh, yeah, it's just bare. It's just a like a brick house made of feelings. That sounds powerful. <laughs> I've been. I think I mentioned this on a previous episode as well. I've been trying to ask myself when I'm doing distractiony things like television or um, food and stuff. I'll ask myself like, what am I trying to quiet right now? Mm. Like, what am I burying? Mm. Um, or like social media? If I find myself like just scrolling for. Like, you know, at an extended period of time, I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. probably not doing okay right now. Right. Like, if I were feeling really great right now, but I you wouldn't do wouldn't that just this. to relax, just be on. But that's the thing is like, why, what am I relaxing? Um, what am, what is making me feel like I need to do this to relax right now? Oh, I see. Where it's like, there was something that caused you to feel like you need to use some sort of outside thing to relax, some sort of distraction. What are you so it's to be why why from? am I trying to distract myself yes. is what you're asking. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then I have to like take a minute uh, to look at what I'm feeling because right. otherwise I'll just go on autopilot and I won't check in with myself. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've made a concerted effort to cut down my social media. I mean, of course, I'm still on it and mm-hmm. I use it, but it's not the same at all. In the last year, like I uh, I unfollowed. On Facebook, everyone in comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're lovely. <laughs> I just had to. It was It was just like... Well, it was the day that like <laughs> an ex of mine got his own TV show. Mm-hmm. And then I had... There was like over 100 people on my Facebook congratulating an ex that wasn't very kind to me. And then it was like, okay, like there's nothing wrong with him like having success it's just i don't need to be bombarded with it in Mm -hmm. that way and so i and then and now it's been like about a year and i i have not felt the need to like go back like maybe at some point like i'll bring a few people back into the fold but like yeah i haven't felt the need at all and so now when i like check facebook it's just like the first couple posts from some good friends Mm -hmm. some groups that i uh am interested in and then that's it. Highly recommend the Facebook group. Oh my God, what a fucking dog! 
Um, highly recommend. Oh, just because it's cute puppies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The I follow gr- many. The whole group is just, oh, my Ooh. God, what a fucking dog. I follow many <laughs> a cute puppy accounts um, on Instagram. Yep. Doing Discovered that a dog called I Am Tofu. Oh, baby. Oh, I boy. am tofu on Instagram. <laughs> and then there's the spice dogs, three S's. Uh, they're a family of poodles. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it really changes the mood of your social media. Yeah, yeah. I, I needed way more animals in my mm. life. Um, yeah, so like Twitter, I check a little bit. Instagram, I check a little bit. Um, but yeah, I felt I just found Facebook to be increasingly more toxic. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, to go back, I. Oh, sorry. Yeah. For, no, I distracting no, ourselves. Not at all. Not at all. Um, I forgot to mention this. So uh, to talk about your assignment and mm. what you were saying about like you have trouble identifying how this makes you feel. Yeah. Um, maybe you should start applying this exercise to specifically physical sensation, just to get used to identifying where something's happening in your body. Like mm. the example that I gave before of like I'm feeling cold, right? This is the experience of being cold. Where do I feel cold? That might be easier to answer for you than what are you feeling and where oh, are you yeah, feeling it. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Right? If you're like, ah, oh, my hands are cold. This is the experience yeah. of having cold hands. Like, what does this feel like to have cold hands? And just focus on on the physical sensation Yeah. Um, instead of trying to focus on the emotional first. Um, because it might be, like, get you familiar at least with checking in with your own body. Um, to focus on the physical sensations. That's a good idea. I uh, That's a very good suggestion. The interesting thing is like it, uh, I don't know if this is how it'll go for you, but in my experience, it uh, weirdly removes the unpleasant nature of the feeling. Uh, like me and my sister have both had oh, this experience. We both took the same um, mindfulness class and uh, they kind of like introduced this concept and uh, Mm. we started like applying it uh out in the world in our life and the weird thing is is like you're feeling cold and you're like oh no like i should have brought in a warmer jacket like i'm i'm cold oh the right i'm supposed to be doing this thing uh this is the experience of being cold what is Mm. it like to be cold and then weirdly like the you still feel cold but it doesn't feel bad anymore right it was weird like magic wow like very strange how much it removed the unpleasantness to just get curious about it mm. or like my sister gave the example of like being stuck in traffic where she was just like uh, like oh uh, frustrated like oh it's gonna take me so much longer like no it's not even moving at all and like wait 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 right 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 uh this is the experience of being in traffic what is it like to be stuck in traffic right and then she wasn't upset about being in traffic anymore huh um so might be worth doing yeah i mean on one hand i feel like that's a great suggestion and it's probably where I should start but then I think for me it's like I have to figure out why I don't want to do it Mm -hmm. right because even that it's like I feel this like instinct to reject the idea yeah yeah yeah, completely yeah and I and it's so it's like so subconscious like I really don't know why sucks and maybe you know it gets one of those things where it's like maybe i'll never know why Mm -hmm. but i have to just accept or move past it yeah somehow i really don't know 
or like you, you might discover it at some point yeah why yeah like i don't know i'm not i'm not a therapist i'm not in any way qualified <laughs> to figure this shit out my own therapist is having a hard time <laughs> but, um what i've been trying to do with things like that with me where i'm like why am i like this mm. <laughs> whenever i have a moment of like why am i like this usually the answer is this used to help me somehow yes 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 right like that's usually what yeah the this is. protective part yes. of you is there like but it's maybe also it's working against you get, getting in the way now yeah yeah but at some point it was helpful yeah and that's why i developed that programming yeah and those instincts is because at some point this was useful to me right right um so like uh for me the like not feeling my feelings and like intellectualizing my feelings instead might be like oh uh because they're uh everyone was having so many feelings that there wasn't like no one could take the burden of another person having feelings so i learned to repress my feelings and look at other people's feelings or right. like things like that right um so yeah usually the answer is this used to be this used to be helpful right yeah i mean and i completely i completely agree with that i totally get that which it's is just, also a way yeah. of looking at it as a not uh not as negative right yeah. like because maybe it's something that's negative in your life now but you can kind of reframe it for yourself as like this didn't come into my programming as something negative mm. right like this is something that's trying to do something helpful for me and just isn't doing it right right um so it's a way of uh decreasing the amount of judgment that you're putting on that yeah yeah and it, and i think there's just like um on my part just a resistance to feel things mm -hmm. so it's not just negative things it's positive things too that's the thing is like it'll block out everything, everything. yeah yeah because i uh at one point my therapist identified some anger issues not that i am an angry person like quite the opposite it's like i don't allow myself to be angry yeah that's very common yeah and so she wanted to see if i could get to a place where i could experience anger mm -hmm. and uh so we booked this like separate space like um like a oh, what are they called like a rage room space yeah oh that's awesome please so tell me we, more about so this. we booked uh well because it's me so it'll be an anticlimactic story <laughs> <laughs> um so we booked this space and um just by coincidence i had some very good news that week like i i got like a a writing job and i was like really thrilled mm -hmm that I got this job. So I was just like not in an angry space at yeah. all and like, couldn't really get there. And then she was like, okay, that's fine. Um, we're happy. We're really happy today. Let's celebrate. Yay. And like, mm. just like started like throwing things up in the air. Like, well, I don't, you know, like let's celebrate. Why don't you celebrate with me? Mm. And I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I was like, no, this is like silly. This is so like I was, I was judging the celebration mm -hmm. of it. And then that's, that was a breakthrough in and of itself. Like, oh, okay. This isn't just about negative, negative feelings. feelings. This is about all feelings. Yeah. 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you just have like a blanket judgment of like emotions or childish. Yeah, like but that? only of myself. Like but I'm not. Yeah, you're I'm not, not judging other, other people. people that though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if somebody else is celebrating, you're like, yeah, good for you. Yeah, but it's it's celebrating yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's, to some degree, I might find somebody obnoxious, mm-hmm. but maybe they're just actually being yeah. obnoxious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm generally not judging other people in that way. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how like you block out one thing and it. Uh, it blocks out something else, right? Mm. Like you can't just block out the having negative feelings. You know right. yourself to all the feelings. Yeah. Um, you can't like selectively choose like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am also not good at expressing anger. I, <laughs> right. I don't know. You probably tell that by the everything about me, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> strike you as a, as a person who's expressing a lot of anger. Um, on a regular basis. Um, I've been trying at least to get better at letting myself feel my own anger, even if I'm not, like, expressing it outwardly. Well, that's good. Giving myself, like, permission to, right. to feel anger. Right. That's a step in the right direction, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's good. I, I think for um, me, all of this is, like, probably fear-based. Mm-hmm. And, like, anxiety is kind of just a word for fear. Um, but it's like, I mean, it's, you could be so simple to be like, oh, what do, why are you afraid to feel things? Oh, you're afraid to get hurt. You're afraid of disappointment. You're afraid of blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. But it's like, you know, it's never just that simple. No. Yeah. No, it never is. It, it like, oh man, <laughs> just... I laugh all the time about, like, we're all just so afraid all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We all are. Like, isn't it like, funny? Like, you just walk down the street, and you just look around at every person that you're passing, and you're like, oh, we're all so scared of everything. Yeah. Like, we're all so afraid. I mean, I don't know if it's, like, because we're comedians. It's, like, literally everybody we know mm-hmm. uh, says they have anxiety as if it's like in vogue yeah you know (laughs) but it's like but i'm sure it's you know everybody outside of our bubble has this but they're Mm -hmm. probably just not talking your ears off about it the way we are yes you know yeah or just as um self-aware because Mm -hmm. i think our job as comics is to be self-aware exactly our job is to like pick ourselves apart and uh, like look at the unpleasant parts of ourselves and show them to other people yes yeah yeah (laughs) and like it's all just exploring our own ego yeah Um, which i find it when um like i find that part of it to be quite healthy yes i don't find the need for laughs to be healthy at all agreed yeah yeah the uh, looking at yourself good the need to show it to other people and have them praise you for it maybe not as good yeah yeah like i will uh i will honestly admit that i think so i've been doing stand-up for like six going on seven years now i think i was a better stand-up comedian like two years ago yeah than i am now how come 
Um, one, well, also too, just like outside world, like I've been writing more and um, like having writing jobs more and it's just mm-hmm. hard to be creative in multiple spaces at once. Yes, I completely understand that. And uh, that has definitely um, taken my stand up back a bit. But also um, I had to personally take a step back because I was like, I need to. If I'm going to keep doing this, it has to be for me. Mm-hmm. It can't be for them. Because, yeah. like, I remember, like, I did a showcase. And I did, like, I did well. But it wasn't the greatest set I've ever had. Like, I got to a point where I was, like, if I didn't have an applause break, I was pissed. Yeah. Like, I was, like, really upset. Yeah. It couldn't just go well. It had to go extremely yeah, well. Yeah. Like, and, and I was, like, this is, like, impossible. Like, I, I got to a point where I was like, I actually can't keep living like this. Mm-hmm. I can't keep telling myself if you don't get applause breaks every night and you're still getting big laughs. But if they're not clapping mm-hmm. at these jokes and at these punchlines, then it was a shit night and it was a waste of my time. So I had to kind of take a step back and sort of like bring myself to a place where I'm doing this for me. So it's like even if the joke isn't getting the biggest laugh it's like i said what i wanted to say yeah and i'm talking about what i want to talk about and i'm not like going for the easy laugh if that makes sense that absolutely makes sense yeah i mean it kind of (laughs) sucks uh that i haven't just like personally just been on a upward trajectory all Mm -hmm. the time but like um I feel like I am in the grand scheme of life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel that way about you. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) Thank you. I feel that way about you. Yeah. I'm terrible at at accepting compliments. Well, (laughs) we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like um, I've been going through a time of being like extra hard on myself and stand up. Mm. Um, I might be sort of coming out of it now, but yeah, like trying to remind myself like, okay, look at how that went as if that were another person Mm. and not you. (laughs) And when I look at it that way, I'm like, oh yeah, it was fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I hold myself to such a high standard Mm -hmm. um, that I'm like exceptionally critical of everything and am unable to enjoy when something went well. Yes. Yes. Like it went well. <laughs> That's exactly where I was at. Yeah. Exactly where I was at. And uh, it's really hard because you're just like literally when when you walk into a room and people clap, you are supposed to feel joy. Yeah. Like in a very <laughs> primal way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like you can't. Literally before we've said anything, someone said our full name and then a room full of people clap for a while. <laughs> and you feel, and, and so it's like to, to go through that so much to the point where you feel nothing. Yeah. Where you're numb to, to the fact numb that, to that a room of people are celebrating you before you've even done. Anything. Yeah. Is like quite dangerous. Yes, it is. Like I, uh, I remember years ago I worked, uh, I did like a Christmas job stint 
uh, at the Apple store mm-hmm. and they're very big on culture. Yeah. Like they, I, I went through two weekends, like two Saturdays, two Sundays of like full day training. Didn't learn a thing about computers. Mm-hmm. It was just about the culture and like upping you and like making yep. you feel good. That was the whole training was just making mm. you feel good. And uh, we watched this training video. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget this. They were it was a video of the, the opening of the first ever Apple store, which was in uh, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And this guy was just like, I'm just a kid from Philly. And I, I came here because I really wanted to make it. You know, I really just wanted to be somebody. And now I work at the Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the only one in the room who burst out laughing. <laughs> like, like everybody else had officially like drank all their Kool-Aid. And yeah. I was the only one that had like Kool-Aid <laughs> left in my cup. And I was like, are you fucking serious? And then on your first day at the store, it's their policy that all the staff is there before you get there and they clap when you enter on your first day. I mean, I guess like for me, because it's like we were like seasonal hires. So there was like a group of us starting on the first day. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if they do that like individually throughout the year. But yeah, for like this group, they, they clapped and you can't help but smile and feel good when that happens it's like like that's how primitive that is is that it's Mm -hmm. the apple store's policy (laughs) to clap for new employees and when they have like a new product and people wait out line they Mm -hmm. clap when you enter Mm -hmm. they clap when you enter the store so you feel good about being there and you feel good about waiting in line for a product and buying it yeah so it's like because we're hardwired. That yes. Way. Yeah. So sorry. I went on that tangent just to like really showcase like to. So to, when you become numb to, to the that. Clapping, yeah. Like it's a bad sign. Yeah. Yeah. Really bad sign. Yeah. And, and you think about like uh, just as an individual, like just being in conversation and saying something kind of funny and your friends laugh mm-hmm. and like how automatically that makes you feel good and to hear laughter and feel nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's why being a comic is like so hard. Yeah. And the thing is, is like uh, you kind of dip in and out of those feelings all the time. Yeah. Right. Like it isn't um, a straight line in one direction um, Mm -hmm. in terms of like your response to these feelings. Like even you could be telling the same material and on different shows in the same night and feel completely differently Mm. about the material. Yes. Even though nothing has changed in the writing or in your delivery, even Mm -hmm. your feelings about being on stage, performing that act um, are different all of the time. Yeah. Um, and the audience's response to it is going to be different all of the time as well. But mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about like internal responses to it. Yeah. You're, uh, it's just you performing your daily life, you know, like you're going to feel different about yourself all from minute to minute, hour to hour. And mm-hmm. like the lens that you're looking at yourself through is going to change all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the goal, I guess, is just to try and keep a good lens yeah yeah as much as possible 
Yeah. Like I, I really try to approach it now where it's like, is this something I want to say? Mm-hmm. Is this my, you know, what's my point of view? What's, what do I want to say about myself? What do I want to say about the world? Mm-hmm. And why do I need this outlet to say it? As opposed to, I'm going to make people laugh and then I'm going to get booked on this festival and that festival and (laughs) I'm going to climb the Canadian ladder, which is very short. (laughs) Little step ladder. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to climb this step ladder, damn it. (laughs) And if I get overlooked by the step ladder. Devastated. Devastated, yeah. Boy, you're a delight. You're a delight. Um, we, By the way, the last yes. time I saw you perform, you crushed. You were so, so good. I was so impressed. And I heard a lot of new stuff, like not new to me, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're very welcome. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. You should feel very good about where you're at as a comedian. That's really yeah, nice. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I, that set, I was like, Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of those times that I was like completely unable to celebrate. Yeah. Um. At all that I was just like. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. You you were killing it. I mean, we were doing a show called Bedroom Antics, and mm-hmm. I. Uh, I'm so I'm so over that as a topic <laughs> because I feel like that's the kind of stuff you do when you first start comedy because you're yeah. like sex is funny yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever yeah sex and, dating and relationships yeah and i'm so over it now mm-hmm. that all i talked about was uh how people say uh, adversity builds character yeah and how i'm like that's not true <laughs> <laughs> i would trade away all my character for like a hot body <laughs> and some cash and no one at the sex and dating show uh cared for it i feel like it, <laughs> it is one of those things like there is a very short list of topics that are universally relatable right and sex dating and relationships is one of yeah those yeah ones on that very very short list and a lot of the other ones on the list are not uh <laughs> not inherently funny yeah um like fear of death yeah <laughs> you know like death is universal. a really hard topic uh, as a stand-up <laughs> it's comic very yeah difficult to tackle in comedy but it is one of the things that we all have in common yeah you know? yeah um Taxes, another hard right. one. Taxes. <laughs> Who wants point. to hear jokes about taxes? <laughs> so you know that's uh, that's why you gotta yeah, yeah, do a show yeah. about sex. HST, am I right? Right. <laughs> the, ta- the taxes antics show is not selling well. <laughs> I guess you could combine the two and have a show called Death and Taxes. That the Death and Taxes show is <laughs> kind of funny. All of the jokes are about death and or taxes. taxes. <laughs> it can't be about anything <laughs> no, else. No material on any other topic. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to produce this show after um, all of the shows aren't canceled because of coronavirus. <laughs> we'll start this show, Death and Taxes. It'd be great. You know what we need for that show is an actual laugh track. Yeah. Because the jokes will be so bad. <laughs> 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 you need to, like, press the, ah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh boy. Um we end by me giving the guest a genuine compliment. Oh god. I know we've already established that you are not good at taking yeah, compliments. Yeah. Okay. So just relax. <laughs> you look so tense. Okay. Um you th- use this as an opportunity to practice your exercise. Oh. This is the experience of getting a compliment. Yeah. 
no judgment on it. I've also never had to anticipate a compliment yeah, that's like this before. No, no, no judgment yeah. of your response to the compliment. Um, no uh, justifying or arguing with the compliment in your head. Uh, just this is the experience of getting a compliment. Okay. Okay. Um, I think you are one of my most favorite people. Stop. Yes, it's true. <laughs> um, I just absolutely adore you. And any time that I'm on a show with you, um, my day is so much better for having had time in a room with you. Even if I wasn't in a good mood when I was going to the show or I was just like having a really shit day, uh, the fact that you are there makes me feel so much better. And then it really turns the day around. And uh, I just find you so easy to talk to and be with. And I just think that you're so wonderful and beautiful and smart and funny. And I just love being in a room with you anytime that I am. Oh, my God. I could cry. That's so nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Holy shit. <laughs> it's true. You're the best. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm squirming. <laughs> Squirm away. <laughs> <laughs> this is what getting a compliment is like. Yes. What does this feel like? Squirmy. I am squirming. Squirmy. I am cringing. Hmm, this is the experience of squirming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank today. you for having me. This was so lovely. Good, I'm glad we you had a good we time. need positive vibes. A hundred percent. At times like this, we need positive <laughs> yep. vibes. We're positive pretty... vibes to every to everyone listening. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, uh, listeners, go be nice to yourself and wash your hands a lot. Um, and remember that love is everywhere. Yeah. Twenty seconds. Wash your. Twenty hands. seconds. Wash your hands. Happy birthday twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>